Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's showtime. You're listening to Once Upon a Sunday, the Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Josh. This is Dave, guys. Dirtbag Dave. Dirtbag Dave. That's what they call me, apparently. So, Dave, you enjoying these uh, preseason games this week? Football is here. I'm excited. Our drafts are tomorrow. We got two tomorrow. I got two tomorrow. I got two more Sunday. We talked about it last week. It's. A, I can't wait. I'm like tonight is Christmas Eve. I'm ready. I'm, we're literally in the middle of a draft as we are recording this. We're doing a, a cheap draft that we signed up for late. So if we get distracted, that's why. But that's how much we love fantasy football. We're right. drafting and talking it. We're in the fifth round of a $20 league, and we, it, we're we we're deep in this season. We're, we're excited. Wait. We're excited. It's, it's, it's time. This is the best time of the year. We talked about it last week, and I can't wait. <clears throat> so now that we've seen a couple preseason games, I got a question. Have you have you risen or fallen on any players? Um, Not a lot. I haven't watched – I honestly haven't watched enough – preseason as much as I wish I could have. Um, I've just been busy, but I watch my team. I watch my team, and the guy that I'm high on, higher on now, or that I've changed my opinion on more than anybody, is Adam Thielen. The more I watch, like, the guy is so good. He's just so good at football. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I've never really... I take that back. I've always been a fan of his, but for fantasy-wise... <clears throat> I thought he was going to drop off a little bit this year. He's had a couple bad second halves. You know that. That's why you've been down on him. But, um, man, I think they're going to feed him the ball. Like, he's always on the field. He's always making catches. He's always making plays. Um, I'm on him. And I, I, I got him ahead of Diggs now. And you know how much I love Diggs. <laughs> but right now, I would take Thielen over Diggs. So, that that's my that's my biggest change right now. He's been making ridiculous <clears throat> catches in the preseason. That's what he does, man. I was down on him, too. And then I'm seeing him play, and he's just catching every ball. They're throwing him the ball, and he's, he's making plays on it. So, I'm so, excited for him. I like it. I've been watching a lot of football, actually. I've been watching every game. And after the Super Bowl, let me tell you, I was hyped on Sony Michelle. I traded in Dynasty Leagues for Sony Michelle. I couldn't get enough of Sonny Michelle. They're yeah, just no, going to run you, the ball. You made a trade in our Dynasty League for Sonny Michelle. It wasn't the best trade. It wasn't the best trade, but... But you got him. But <laughs> I just... Tom Brady is not the same player anymore. They have no receivers. I mean, now they have Josh Gordon back. They have Edelman, of course, but they lost Gronk. They're a run-first team. I was super high on Sonny Michelle. And then they go out and draft Damian Harris. You hear Rex Burkhead's making splashes. You hear James White still there. There's still four running backs on that roster. That's that. That's what they do in New England. They have four or five guys at a time. You can never trust one of them. His ADP right now is fifth round. I'm okay with spending a fifth round pick on him, but I'm talking after the Super Bowl, like in February, when he just destroyed the whole entire playoffs. I'm like, oh, he's, he's a like f- a third round. He's pick. a third round pick. Yeah. I was super high on him. Yeah. Now I'm just like, I, I don't want any shares of him unless it's sixth round or lower. Maybe, maybe late fifth round. Yeah, but you're not going to probably get him. No, then. because so you probably won't have him. Which you'll probably be fine with. The injury risk is also there. He's so. been hurt, but my thing is he doesn't uh, he doesn't catch a lot of balls. James White's going to get all the catches. 
that's just what they do in New England. Right. A target so, a target's mm-hmm. way more valuable than a carry. Everyone knows that. So yeah, that's my guy. I'm just not feeling Sony Michelle. All right. So we're all drafting tomorrow. What's the biggest draft day of the week tomorrow of the year? Of the year, yeah. Let's go. So, do you have any tips for us this week, this year, Dave? Draft day tips. I don't know if I should be giving them out now. Everyone's going to listen to this. Don't worry, they're going to steal all my picks. Podcast will drop after (laughs) after our drafts. Um, My first um, draft tip is take the guy that you want. If there's somebody you really want, we've all we all have a guy or two or three. That we love. We're, I'm I'm higher on this guy than than everyone else, and his ADP says whatever round. Take him early if you want. If you or if you believe in yourself and you believe in that guy that you want, take him. Because if you miss on that guy, if you miss on him because you waited, because oh ADP said I should take it was too early, and, and someone else is on him too. Guess what? You miss on him and he blows up. You're gonna be pissed at yourself. You're gonna hate yourself. You're like I knew it. I was right on that guy. And like everyone's not gonna believe you because you didn't take him. So take your guy. Sometimes you got to take him early to make sure that you get him. But if you believe in yourself, then it's it's worth it. That's a great tip. Just just for example, I wanted Nick Chubb in this draft. We're doing now, and I took him at nine overall. He's a second round pick. It's a little but, bit high, but you but want I wanted him my guy. Him. I wanted him. So I, that's I don't a blame great you. tip. I don't blame All right, my first tip is stay away from rookie wide receivers. They always suck. They're just not. They don't produce. They're flashy. They're young. You want them to they're produce. They're the new, like they're the new toy. So they're, you think they're going to be awesome? They're like, oh, James Washington. He's the new Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he killed it in preseason. Out? How'd that turn out? It didn't turn out very well. I didn't think he did anything. About thirty catches, I think, if yeah. that. So I have some stats for you. Some studs. Some studs and some guy that's not that so good. So Brandon Cooks drafted in the first round from the New Orleans Saints. You would think he had a crazy good year. Mm-hmm. He only had 69 targets, 53 receptions, and 550 yards, three touchdowns. That's not someone I want to start on my fantasy team. Not really. Demarius Thomas, another first-round pick, 2010. You would think he'd be amazing. They're only 39 targets, 22 catches, 283 yards, two touchdowns. Receive, rookie receivers. They just don't pan out. They they, they can't figure out the system. Then, there'll be Odell Beckham. There's going to be Randy Moss. There's going to be, be Mike Evans. But how often does that happen? It happened. It happened like in 2016 when, yeah, when all blew like up. Four of them did it, but that doesn't ever happen. No, like it's super rare. So you, you're high on these guys like Keneal Harry, Nikhil, Nikhil <laughs> Harry, DK, you're, DK Metcalf. Like you're high on all these guys. AJ um, Brown from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Just don't waste your time picking them up because you'll never start them. Of course, you'll get the Calvin Ridley's who scores three touchdowns in the game. But are you really going to start him? I mean, Ridley was solid, but you're right. He had a lot of big boomer bust games. And he was even really good for a rookie. And that's it. So save yourself the trouble. I agree. <clears throat> My number two draft tip is don't have a plan. And that probably sounds stupid. But don't go into the draft saying, I need to take two running backs in the first three rounds. I got to take three wide receivers here. Or I have to take a quarterback here. Or I have to take a tight end here. Because things change. Things always, always change. Nothing is ever going to go the way you think, which is why one reason why I don't do pop, do um, mock drafts almost ever. Because nothing – the mock draft that we did last week, I probably would have taken different players if it was a real draft. That's just how it is. It's, you're mocking. You're doing different things than that are normal. When it comes down to it, you have to be able to adapt, change – 
change direction, take the best player. My, my best advice is always take the best player available, no matter who it is. You know, sometimes you got to vary it from that. If, if, you, if you have two players at two different positions and you need one more, okay, I get it. Like, it happens. But don't go in saying, I need to get this position here, this position here, this position, this position here. Because when you do that, you hurt yourself and you take, you take, say you let, you know, there's a, there's a running back that's better, but you, oh, I, I need to take a receiver here. So you take the worst one. Well, guess what? The next round, you probably take out the same guy or someone very similar. So you take the best player available and guess what? If that guy blows up, you got depth on your roster. You make a trade. So you're saying mm-hmm. draft on tier base, not ranking base. I'm just saying don't have a preset plan. Right. Do what comes naturally. Take the best players and go from there. Fill out your team. All right. And my second and last tip is stay away from running back handcuffs. You're wasting a pick. Yeah. You're just saying, oh, I'm taking – David Montgomery, so I need his backup. Do we even know his backup? Um, it's not Tariq Cohen because he's got his own It's not. So Melvin Gordon last year went down, and everyone thought Austin Eckler was his backup. Well, it turned out Justin Jackson was his backup. Yeah, he's so, a true backup. So all the guys who picked Austin Eckler, yeah, he had standalone value for a while, but in the end, Justin Jackson got that Melvin Gordon role. So you're just wasting a guy that you can actually have if in the, in the later rounds, in the 15th, 14th round, Find a guy that's going to pop. Find that lottery ticket. Exactly. Don't get the backup. When when uh, Kareem Hunt punched that lady in the face, <laughs> what, what, what happened? He barely, he barely touched her. Uh, I saw it. You're right. <clears throat> well, what happened? We didn't know. There was like two guys. There was, there was yeah, Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware, Damian Williams, and there was like a Daryl Williams or something. Yeah, I don't even know. And remember. nobody knew what was going on. Yeah. And Damian Williams came out ahead and nobody Damian had that Williams guy. Balled. So you never know. <clears throat> You're wasting a spot. Take a guy that's got some upside that that could, you know, maybe you take a rookie receiver, but it's okay to take those guys in the last round instead of, you but know. But just don't count on them because they can yeah. pop. And if, you know, guess what? If you take the rookie receiver and he doesn't do anything in week one, you cut him. So of course. that's different. Like, you take a guy that's got some upside. So you draft, you draft. So you draft mm-hmm. a Dalvin Cook and you get his backup, Madison. You're just going to hold on to you're him until he gets hurt? Week eight, are you just, maybe, are you just you're hoping, hoping for him to get hurt? Yeah. So that's not a good strategy to have. I agree. So after that, we have a question for Dave, actually. Okay, what's that? Go ahead. I've heard you're really good at trading. That's why you're Dirtbag Dave. <laughs> I've been called Dirtbag Dave. I've been called Aggressive Dave. So, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. We all want to know the secret of trading. It's not a secret. Anybody can make a trade. Like, why are you coming at me like this? <laughs> I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you just have a reputation of having the best trade tactic. So can you explain yourself? Okay, I'm going to give you guys some tips on trading. <laughs> now I sound like a dirtbag because it's like I'm scheming. No, we need to know. <laughs> you, When you're going to make a trade, this is what I do. God, I'm just giving away everything. You have to go, you look at everybody's, you, first of all, you look at your own roster. You have to say, where am I deep at? Am I, deep? I have four receivers. I have four receivers. I only need to start three. I got a really good guy on my bench. And then I'm weak, wherever I'm weak at. You you look at a team, you find that team that has a, a, a depth at the position that you need, and maybe they need the receiver that I'm that I'm deep at. That's the first thing. Find out where I'm strong at. Look for a team that's weak. I'm not saying prey on a weak. I'm saying that's what you have to do. So then you just have to you have to offer up deals. You have to help the other team. If you're not helping the other team, 
They're not going to want to trade with you. Would you say you need to get the best player in the trade? No, because I don't want to say it now, but no, you don't always have to get the best. Do I like to? Of course, we all like to get the best player. And if I have depth to where I can do a two-for-one where I'm giving you two players for one, I'm probably going to get the better. Obviously, I'm getting a better deal. Do you send a lot of cold trades out there like without texting or emailing? or? Yeah, because I'm in leagues with people that don't. That I don't talk to all the time, so I'll send out. Sometimes I'll I'll, get, I'll be bored and I'll send out ten trades in the same league, just looking for some bait. The thing is, all you need is one person to say that they're interested, and when they say they're interested, you pounce. You, know, you lock on. You pounce. You lock on. So and you try to work that deal. Notoriously, you look for the weakest player in your league. Listen, I'm not saying anybody's weak. We're all equal. <laughs> We're all equal players. Um. So that, that, that that's the simple. This is simple answer. The simple answer is. Find out where you're strong. You offer the other team. Say, listen, this guy, maybe it's a player that I don't believe in. Or or, or possibly it's a really good player. Like I said, I'm four deep at receiver. I don't want to throw in my fourth receiver. He's not going to want that so guy. So do you prefer you your second receiver? Do you prefer to throw in three guys to get one back? Are you the guy who wants yeah. the depth? No. I want, I want, so you want the best I want player. The stud. Yes, of course. We all do. Okay. There's a reason. First, well, it also depends on your team. I've given up the, the, the one for three, but I also try to make it worth it. Because if I maybe my team is weak after the draft and I realize it, so I have to take it and I have a stud. The thing is, if you have a stud that everybody wants, you have leverage. Some people don't like they don't realize that you can turn that one guy into three. That's going to help you, and that and it honestly will help you. Like some people, oh, I don't want to trade Saquon Barkley. Like I can't trade him. But why not? I don't want to give you. I don't want to give you Barkley and this other guy. But why not? Because guess what? If you keep losing, you're not. It just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. My team doesn't matter. This is another thing I hate. This is the thing I hate the most about trading. I hate the most about people that, that trade. I don't want to help you. I'm not going to let you have this guy and this guy. You can't have these two studs in your team. Well, why not? Your team's weak. I'm trying to help you because I have depth at my at my team, whatever it is. And I can give you two to three pieces that's going to help you. Are you going to win with these bums on your roster? No, you're not. So the reality is you have to think about your own team. You have to think about your own team. You have to say, is this trade helping me? When I do a trade, even if I do give up the best player in the trade, if if it helps me at the end of the day and it helps the other team, okay, good for them. I'm not worried about the other team. I'm worried about myself because if I don't make the playoffs, it's not going to matter. So do 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 yourself a service. Take the best the best deal that you can find for whatever players it is and and just make the best deal. Even if the other guy's the you say, "Man, he's the best team in the league." I'm going to it's going to hurt myself. Okay, guess what? It might hurt. It might hurt you, but it could also help you. Maybe that guy catches injuries. You don't know what's going to happen. No one knows what's going to happen. If you, but but if you don't make that trade, and now you're just sitting on all these scrubs on your team, that's that's your loss, in my opinion. So when you do make these crazy outlandish trades, like you do, I don't know. What like that, you get, you're the master negotiator. First of all, I don't know what that means. What do you say to the haters out there? Like, what do you say when they're when the message boards blow up? <laughs> they always blow up. And I don't know why. Like, what did I ever do to you guys? I don't understand it. Like, the envy of everyone else. Everyone's – the thing – that's the thing is I get it too. Because if I see a trade go through that I didn't make and I'm like, dang, that guy got a stud. Like, you dude, you could have got more. You should have came to me. I've been there. So I know it sucks. Well, when you're, it happens. When you're posting trades out like, hey, I have Cooper Cup for trade. Hey, I have and Kenny no Galladay for trade. And nobody replies. But I cold – trade like i don't know seven people in the league and someone finally accepts and they're like why didn't you come to me well it was posted dude it was posted man like don't be mad at me because i made a move and you're not man enough to make a move yeah so i agree 
All so right. that's that's the best basis. That's the basis. Do what you can. I have a feeling you're holding back. Try, try to be. <laughs> you got to be a little. Listen, if you want to be real, you got to be a little bit of a snake. If you want to, if you want to re- be be the best, so you got to just try to get the best deal that you can for yourself. Always help your own team. That's just the bottom line. If I can help my team, no matter what it costs anybody else, I don't care. If I think you're the best team and we're trading, I'm going to try to screw you for sure because I want to hurt you. And again, if I'm weak at a, at a spot, I don't look at another team. I remember one time I made a trade. I traded, I think, LaDainian Thomason or um, Larry Johnson. Those were the two top guys that year. I traded one to the team that had the other. I can't remember which way it was. And everyone's like, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. But my team was kind of weak, and I needed help. And I got like three really, really good starters. And did I hate to do it? Yes, I absolutely hated to do it. But sometimes you have to make that sacrifice because in the end, if I would have kept the team I had, it, did, it wouldn't matter. And no one else had the depth to give me the players back that I needed for that stud. So you just got to bite the bullet and say, okay, hope I see you in the Super Bowl. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, right. So so that's uh, that's how you trade according to Dirtbag Dave. That's, that's trade talk with Dirtbag Dave. So we have, uh, we're moving on. <laughs> We have a couple listener questions. Yes, we have listeners. We have a few. The first one is from uh, Jansport. Jansport. He uh, he's he hails from Tampa. He's a dirtbag Detroit Lions fan. He asks, "It's my first Super Flex League this year. Any strategies?" Um, my strategy is take Patrick Mahomes early. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, listen. The reality is, you have to you need you need to get. You want to try to get three starters. If you can start two, and you want to have a, one for backup injuries, whatever it is, whatever's the case, you want to make sure you have three guys you can count on at the end of the draft. Whether that's the first round, second round, tenth round, however you put those guys together, it doesn't matter. Um, just have depth there. Just don't go nuts. You don't have to take three in the first three rounds. That's stupid. You still have to fill out the positions, but just be smart about it. I have a couple. So taking a quarterback early – just like in any other draft, isn't smart. Get the studs, the Saquon Barkley's, the Zeke Elliott's, the David Johnson's. Get them early because those guys are premiums. You're gonna find a Jameis Winston later. You're gonna find Jameis sucks. Well, you're gonna find a Lamar Jackson. That's my point. Is it's, it's <clears throat> it depends on your league size to be honest. And I know he's in a ten team league, and there's thirty two quarterbacks, and there's you just want two. So yeah, yeah. But you, get, you, you having you, Mahomes is a is a big upgrade. In a, in a super flex, he's but, way more valuable. But having Barkley over someone like Kerryon Johnson is way more of an advantage. So if you have that, one, if you have a top four pick, I would definitely go running back. I mean, we'd say don't plan on that, but you want those top four guys come around, come around and get a Sean Watson later. Sean Watson is just as good, not just as good, he's, but really he's good, really though. good. Yeah, he is really good. So I mean, that's that's the thing is don't go crazy on quarterback, but make sure you get depth. Yeah, you want to have. Like I said, you want to have three guys that you can rely on. And, and I got something to say. The people out there with one quarterback, you're an idiot. and you're like, oh, I can win. It's a super flex. I can start. You're putting yourself in advantage. A quarterback, a disadvantage. A disadvantage. A quarterback is going to outscore a bum Corey Davis or whoever times else you have. 100 times. You can start. I would rather have Joe Flacco in my don't, starting. Don't go nuts. I'd rather have Joe Flacco over nuts. a, I don't know, Corey Davis, like I said, or someone in that territory. I get what you're saying, though. Like, uh, you're telling me, would I rather start Will Fuller or Joe Flacco? 
Flacco's gonna. He, I kind of like no. Will Fuller. Flacco touches the ball every play like of the Will game. Fuller, but I know I get your point. I understand. What I you're said saying. Will Fuller because he's number one on ADP in this draft, <laughs> and, and I'm he on the clock. Um, so hey, I get what you're saying. It, you're right though. It, it makes sense to make sure you can get three guys that you can rely on. You like to get two that are that have no chance of losing their jobs. No Flacco's or Eli Manning. And then if your third guy is someone like that, you can get by with it and, you know, just go from there. And in a 10-team league, like you said, you, there's going to be, you know, you'll, you should be fine. The next question comes from Marco from Philadelphia. Philadelphia. I hate he, Philedelphia. Yeah. He asked. They're a bunch of dirtbags like you. I'm surprised you're not from Philadelphia. Nope. So he asked the question, there is a trade that went down in his dynasty league. Dwayne Haskins and... Kenny Galladay for Aaron Jones. It's a super flex league, 12 teams, and he wants to know your opinion, Dave. So, Aaron Jones for Kenny Galladay and Dwayne Haskins in a super flex. Correct. Straight up, without having any context of this league, in my opinion, the best player is Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones a lot. I think we've talked about this in the past. So I'm going to say, oh, okay, he got the best player. But a super flex, you got to take into account Haskins is a quarterback, obviously. He's going to – he's at a more valuable position because like we just talked about quarterbacks, you want to have at least three. Not everyone team – in a 12-team league, not every team's going to have three. That's just the math. That's simple math. So that quarterback position, that third starter, fourth – I don't know. I don't know who, what the teams look like without seeing what they are. That quarterback has a lot of value. Kenny Galladay himself, I like him. He's, a, in my opinion, he's a mid-tier wide receiver too. So he's fine. Just straight up, who would, which side would I take? I want Aaron Jones. But the, the, the league construction, I'd probably say I want Haskins and Galladay. But you have to look at Dwayne Haskins and Kenny Galladay in a vacuum of like, yeah, those are two players. Kenny Galladay is a wide receiver two slash wide receiver three, most likely. And Dwayne Haskins is unknown. It's a dynasty league. Yeah, he's going to have chances to start. He's going to be in that system for about two years before he gets released. He's, it's been a very bad draft for quarterbacks this year. He's not a stud. He's not a Mahomes. He's just another guy in a Washington Redskins offense with – Paul Richardson, and I don't even know who else he's throwing the ball to. Mm-hmm. He has no path to succeed. I don't think. I don't see it. He's not coming in with a Tyreek Hill or a Sammy Watkins or a Travis Kelsey to throw to. He's just not. Jordan that good Reed's a, pretty good. Jordan Reed just got a concussion last night. That's right. And he he's did. probably not going to play God, ever I love again. him, but God, so do I was, I. that guy's brain has got to be like nothing good. But I think in a dynasty league, you want the best player in that league in the trap, in the trade, Aaron Jones is by far the best player in that. First of all, don't say by far. Okay, you could disagree with that. I agree with you, but, but it's, it's not. You, by far. you agree that it's way harder to get a running back in a dynasty league yes, than a it receiver. Is guys that carry the ball, they're hard to get. So you would mm-hmm. want an Aaron Jones. Yes. Let's say this guy is only running with Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman, for example. Just a random example. For example, <laughs> and he had receivers stacked and he's like you know what i can get rid of my fourth or third receiver for a guy like this and i'll throw in haskins because he already had two good quarterbacks i get it so like i just think the bust rate on quarterbacks are very high are you sure about that i'm very sure about that are you sure about that 
<laughs> so here we go. The reality, fellas, is we know what what league this 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 trade was made in. Uh, it's a league that we we that we're in. It's the last league that we're in. It was made between us, the two hosts of the show. I traded Aaron Jones. I got Dwayne Haskins, and I and I got Kenny Galladay. And as you just heard, I prefer Aaron Jones. I'm high on him this year. I like him. This is another thing I should talk about in the trades, the trade part. And, and it's, it's the same thing as when I talked about, talked about drafting. Don't have a plan. It's about value. It's about value of every single player that you pick. They all have a specific value. So this is, this is where we're at right now. I traded Jones because I think Haskins has the most value of any player in the trade. If you're drafting in a regular draft, he's gonna he's, he might not even get picked in a regular league, but in a dynasty league, he's probably gonna get picked last also. But long term, overall, the trade made sense, and, and I'm gonna explain to you why. Josh just said that quarterbacks are all are all bust. They're no, all, no, they're all bust. Most likely, they will bust. <laughs> that's your that's your. So first, we're gonna go over first round quarterbacks. He says most of them bust. They're likely. So. I went back to 2010 and looked at all the quarterbacks taken in the first round. This is what we have. Sam Bradford and Tim Tebow in 2010. Tebow, complete bust. He had one year he even started. He won a playoff game. He did. Exactly. So he had value that year. Sam Bradford, poor guy, poor knees. He was a really good player. As a Vikings fan, watching him play, I never watched him before that. The guy can throw a football. He man. never had steady value, though. He, you're okay. You're probably right. Never. But he had value as a fantasy quarterback, especially if you're in a super flex league, plenty of times because he did have some pretty good years. So I'd say one bust, Tebow. One solid. At least he had multiple years that he started for a long time from three different franchises that kept giving him jobs. So he was not a bust. 2011. <clears throat> this is a rough one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Cam Newton. Stud. Awesome. Great. Stud. Jake Locker. Stud. Complete bust. Stud. Uh, no, he's not. He had uh, year two, he started 11 games. The next two years, he started 7-5. and five. Can I announce the next guy? Because we're about to see him on TV. Are we? Okay. Blaine Gabbert plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Blaine now. Gabbert was drafted in 2011, and he's still playing football. Yeah, like I said, in the third quarter of the Buccaneers game. He's a, but he's a backup. Um, you're right, He had, but he started 15 games as a rookie, 10, 10 games his second year. I did some research on you. Uh, so he had at least two years where he was at least a starter in the league for the most part. Sure. Christian Ponder. This one hurts a little bit. Stud. It stings. Uh, he his, started 10 games as a rookie. He wasn't supposed to start. His wife was super hot. <laughs> She's so hot. <laughs> That's all he's got going for him. <laughs> Dude, he's living the life. Let's be real. Uh, second year, he started 16 games. Uh, nine, I think, year three. He was gone after the fourth year. But he even had three years – Three years, even though he's a com- right, you would consider him a complete bust. Yeah, complete bust. He had three seasons where he started ten game, nine nine to ten games or more, and had fantasy football value as a as a as a garbage player. Same for Gabbert. He had pretty much two years. Locker was mostly a bust. Okay, 2012. Luck, awesome. RG three rookie year, amazing. He's, he's not a bust. He was injured. That happens. You can call him a bust if you want. I disagree. If he didn't get injured, I think he could have had a different career. That is where it is. Ryan Tannehill. That's your boy. He's not good. He's not good at football. football. And you know what? The first four years in his league, in the league, he had 16 starts every single year. 
The next year, still 13. The next year, 11. Six straight years. Six straight years for a shitty-ass, awful quarterback that had value. And you know what else he had? He, I'm pretty sure he was a top 12 QB at least one of those years. And he was very solid for a couple of them. So he was, whether he was a bust or not, he's not a bust for fantasy football-wise because he had value multiple okay. years. Listen, multiple. Listen. Six years and he wasn't even good. The bottom line is I don't really want to go through all these. No, things. we're going to go. I went through a lot of work last night. So we're not done. <laughs> John Whedon. I don't even know his first name. Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon. He was like He's 50 a bust. years old. But He's yeah. a bust. He's he, a he was bust. not good. Bust. EJ Manuel the next year. Complete bust. Complete bust. 2014. Okay, 2014. 2014. Manziel. Bust. Bust. Teddy Bridgewater. He's not a when bust. When he played, he was not good. He was not good. good. You're absolutely right. But he had two years where he started almost the entire season. But he was not good. He, he was wasn't. You didn't right. want to start. You're right. You're, you're making my point for me. You're, he's not even good. But he had value for those two years. Bortles, everyone considers him a bust, right? He sucked. But he had a lot of trash time. He was exactly. good. He was so good. But he sucked as an NFL QB. He still got second place five Bla- years. Second place Blake of the Year. Yes. No, it. third place Blake of the third, year. third place. He had five straight years. This is his first year he's not starting okay. this season. You're right. Okay. He's a backup now. Winston and Mariota, as bad as they both are, still starting in the league tonight. I wouldn't want to start Marcus Mario. I wouldn't want to start Mario. Okay, I wouldn't want to start him, right. but they're still starting. They still have value. Golf and Wentz the next year. They're both. Good. They're awesome. both good. They're both Trubisky, good. Trubisky, Mahomes, Watson. You can start them all because they're still on their they're still on their rookie. But contract. they're still. First of all, Mahomes is a stud, dude. Watson is a stud. Yes, you're going to start Trubisky in a two quarterback league, but you're not happy about it. In a two QB league, I drafted him in an auction league, and I am really happy about it because he puts up points. And then last year, I know it's too early. I get that. Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson all have value at least for the next few years. They all look like they're not going to be complete busts. Except for maybe Josh Rosen, because he's, he's whatever. Terrible. He but might be good. I don't know. We've spent way too much time on this topic. No, we didn't, because <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> I, got, I got more. See what you guys did. <laughs> I got more. You guys did this. I got more. I don't even want to. Let's I just got auto-picked in our draft, because I'm so like into it. I don't even know who I took. Oh, they took Cam Newton for me. That's fine. I need a QB anyways. All right, so listen. I'm going to go over this real quick. Over the last what, eight years that I went over these QBs, I picked out the 32nd best quarterback. 32nd best. If you had the worst quarterback in fantasy football, all of the all the points they had, I added them all up. I tried to get guys that only had played 10 games. That way it wouldn't skew it too much. Now I guess it you know, started one or two or three games or whatever. So I added all of their scores up. I divided it up. Their average is 143.3 points per game for the 32nd QB. Now, I took the average of the 31 and 32 QBs because there's a couple that, again, between guys that, that didn't, you know, play one game, two games, three games, whatever. I tried to take that out of there. Their average points per game, points per game was between 13.9 and 15.1. I split the difference. I went to 14.5. So, what I did after that <clears throat> was I put that, the total, the total points because at first I couldn't find average points per game. Which is coming. Don't worry. That's the that's the climactic part. That part's coming. So if you just took their points, and the, the, a lot of these guys started half the season, maybe there was one year where Kirk Cousins and RG three played combined all the games, and they would have been the QB. I forget what it was. They scored two hundred and fifty some points. Uh, Matt Castle and Christian Ponder, awful. But if you put them together that year, if you had both, which this is the thing, if you have super flex, if you have any roster space at all, especially in the dynasty, you probably do. You need to get your guy who's not a stud. You definitely need to get his backup. And this is why. 
you put them together, they scored over three, uh, right at like 300 points for, for QBs to combine together just one year. Anyways, so the average, so the total points came down to, um, average of 31, RB31. So if you have this crappy quarterback, the 32nd best quarterback, a guy that sucks that you don't even want to start, nobody wants to start him. You had a, a mid tier RB3, you had a, a high-end wide receiver five, and I know that doesn't sound exciting because it's not. You had a, a high-end tight end two, tight end two, the tight end thirteen. So these are the players that equaled out to be Austin Eckler this year, Tyrell Williams, and Mark Andrews. Decent players, Decent. nothing great, nothing great, nothing nothing whatever. Flashy. They're not going to win you a week. But then this was last. So this is probably my best part. This is what I'm really excited about. <laughs> <laughs> I went in because I couldn't find the average at first. A lot of these guys, like I said, started. Six, seven, eight, nine games, whatever. So you're obviously not starting in the other games. So I took the average. I finally, I only found the last two years of average players. If you take their average, and I, I said it was 14.5, I dropped that to 14 points per game. The 32nd best quarterback, the garbagest quarterback you can find in the league, averages about 14 points per game. Over the last eight years, it's a pretty big sample size. So the last two years... If you averaged 14 points per game, you were the RB18 last year and the RB11 the year before that. The wide receiver 20 in 2018, the wide receiver 13 two years ago, and the tight end four both years. The point is the worst QB, the worst QB in the entire world that you could start Nathan, on average, Peterman. on average, okay. and probably Peterman, is going to be an, a high-end RB2 a a mid, I say a mid wide receiver two in a high end tight end one. The point, all of that, basically all that comes down to is first of all, get your backup if you have one. Secondly, if you don't, if you think that you can get by with one quarterback in a super flex, you're dumb. Like, I don't know who you think you are, but I just proved that the worst QB is very, very, very valuable in points per game. Because, again, you're not going to start them in the games that they don't start. Whatever. No big deal. You, you lose nothing. But when they do start, awesome. Um, and I'm up again, so i got to figure out who's draft. Um, so, I say all that to say this. Dwayne Haskins, we just proved, is probably going to get three years minimum, right? You say probably three years. I say two years. So, let's say two, two to three years. Of worst case shitty quarterback play is going to be very valuable. Now, let me ask you this. I know you, I know you want to talk. I see no, you. <laughs> Do you. Are you confident that in three years, Aaron Jones is, is still a top 15 one? I'm not confident. Okay. Thank I'm you. not confident. The only reason why is because running backs go in and out. Exactly. They go and in that, and, out. And, and I say all that to say I love Aaron Jones. So really, this isn't even a, a disrespect to Aaron Jones because I am really a big fan. The whole thing started with someone came at you. <laughs> Instead, you got screwed in the deal. And we've all been there. We're like, no, I didn't get screwed in this deal. And so Josh comes out and starts talking about how he's going to put him in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall of Fame. He's fitted. He just fitted him for the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Put him in the Hall of Fame. Where's his jacket? And I said, Josh, stop sounding stupid. I get what you're saying. People are coming at you. But you're you're being dumb. It doesn't make sense. You have to realize that Haskins has value. Even if you think he's going to be a complete bust, which he absolutely might be. There's a 100% chance that he could bust. Absolutely. But the reality is he's got probably two to three years of 
decent, decent play, which puts him at a very, very valuable player. And if, and to be honest, if we're talking about three years from now, who's probably got the best chance of being valuable in this league? Probably Galladay, for one, because he's a receiver. We know that. And then two is probably Haskins. But I know why you did the deal. This isn't to dog you at all, at all, because I love Aaron Jones. My whole point was Haskins is valuable. One, two, if you're in a super flex league, get yourself a QB. They're very valuable. And if, if you don't have one or you don't have a good one, like I just proved that on average, especially, like I said, this is the number 12, the number 32 QB. What if you get a middle of the pack QB? Oh, you're you got to give up something to get those guys. And right. every, nobody wants to trade anything for well, them. Well, the thing I found out in these super flex leagues, especially in our dynasty leagues, is nobody wants to deal – Nobody, nobody wants to give value for their quarterbacks. No, they don't. They, that, just, they don't value their quarterbacks like you do. I value my quarterbacks, but I think in the league you even have. I have Josh Allen. I have yeah. I have three quarterbacks that are startable, and I'm fine. That's why I did the deal because I only had two running backs that were startable. I had Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. I had nobody else. I was desperate. I know. I well, get that. And you have to pay up to get a premium running back. You have to. I mean, you're right. To be honest. You're hyped about this trade. And I applaud Dre. Thank you. Marco, thank you. Gerald, thank you. Bing, thank you. You made our show better. You finally <laughs> made Dave do some research. First of all, I spent like two hours at this least last night. This is the first time. I got two pages of pages. And you wouldn't let me go through it all. No, that me, wasn't happening. To me, this is a win because my co-host finally did some research. He brought some stats. And I'm so pumped for it. So thank you, guys. I lost the trade. No, I didn't even say that. No, the thing is, I'm not even no. saying that. Dwayne Haskins is the goat. Put him Let, in the let's just spin this from. <laughs> let's spin this from the trade talk to Superflex quarterback talk. Okay, Superflex QB is so important, so valuable. Guys. I understand that, and I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm talking about everybody that's no. out there that needs a. That you're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to give up this RB three. Guess what? That RB three is probably averaging you like nine point five or ten point five points per game. If you get a good one, you're getting probably 16, 17, 18 points per game. If you get a piece of shit quarterback, you're getting 14 points per game. Right. There's there's points last year where I saw you starting Nick Mullins at yes. a desperation. That's and he thing. was winning you games. The point is, and this is another thing, even even backup QBs have value. Like That should tell you all you need to know. The fact that these backup guys, if any of them ever hit the waiver wire, people spend all their money on them because for those two, three, four, five weeks, whatever it is, they have – very, very high value, like RB2 value, wide receiver 2 value. Like, that's important. Like, think about if Amari Cooper was on the waiver wire. People would be all over that. And that's what these crappy quarterbacks are worth. That's what they are. QBs are valuable. You have to get them. And if you don't have them, honestly, I think you're hurting your team. And I remember seeing someone say, oh, I only have one QB and I almost won the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? If you had two QBs, I you, bet you would have won the Super you Bowl. You would have won the Super Bowl. You would have won the Super Bowl. But you want to be greedy because you don't want to give up anything else. And I know you think that you have 10 guys that you're – because we start 10 players in our league. I know you think you have 10 guys that are more valuable than a second QB. I guarantee you, you don't. I will 100% make that bet you don't. There's no way possible. And if you do, then you're stacked, but you're not So because I, I know who you are. Either I'm just saying, QBs are valuable. You need to get them, and you have to pay for them because they are so valuable. And there's so few of them. There's it, the scarcity. It's just so weird how we talk about redraft, single quarterback leagues. They're so useless. Completely different. Like, Superflex, they're gold. They're, they're super valuable, so get your quarterbacks, and uh, thank you, guys. Is that it? Is that what we're, are we done? No, we're not done. we got oh, some more things. I thought we were done. <laughs> we got some more things. What's we'll, next? One more. Uh, I'm hyped. I'm hyped you're, up. You're hyped up. But we got, I didn't do the mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> you win. Congratulations. So we got one more 
one more question. It's a Keeper League question. Okay? This comes from Sam in, okay. in Brandon, Florida. <laughs> Tampa. Okay. He wants to know, do you keep Derrick Henry no. in the sixth round? No. Hold on. Whatever it is. No. Derrick Henry in the Go sixth ahead. round. Right. Go ahead. James White in the 13th round. I know. Or do you keep... Is it PPR? It's PPR. Okay. Well, you don't play... Listen. Yeah, I know. I'm just making you, sure because there's still a few you, that you, you have to You boomers don't. out there who play standard. <laughs> I don't even know what standard means, but you yeah. Boomer there's... fucks. You don't play standard anymore. It's PPR. <laughs> it's PPR. If you're so, not playing PPR, okay. step up. All right. I'll do better next time. But uh, yeah, so he wants Derrick Henry. What was I saying? The fifth? Sixth. Sixth. James, James White in the 13th. 13th. Or Kenny Galladay in the 10th. He wants to know who you take. I'm probably taking Galladay. Galladay in the 10th. James White's really close. Not Henry, even though I think. No, this is a one quarterback league. I know it doesn't matter because we didn't name any. But yeah. Um, Henry, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of his. He has too many big, huge games and then sucks the rest of the year. I mean, his value. I mean, he's going, but it's not worth it. Like James White in the 13th is way better value. And then I just think Kenny Galladay is a better player, and he's he's almost free. You figure you're getting him in the 10th round. That's that's nothing. I would take Galladay. I would take James White. For the reason that's why. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair because, I mean, honestly, Derrick Henry in the sixth, you're like, oh, he had those two awesome games. Yeah. He killed it. He's the new JHI. Good job. No, Derrick Henry's going to go back to his old 2.7 yards per carry and not be useful at all except for the end of the year. So I would Sam, Sam James White, 13th yeah, round. I agree. So that wraps up listener questions. And... Is that it? That's it. Is that it? That's it. That was a that was a great podcast. It's a great podcast. And I'm thanks. excited for it. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Hey, guys. Everyone have a great draft weekend. I'll see you guys tomorrow at the draft. See you, buddy. Bye. Later. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Introducing the Dunkin' Run. A dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually, glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.